Hello, this is Robert Rickover at Body Learning, and today my guest is Brett Hershey, who is an Alexander Technique teacher in Los Angeles, and he is also um, has has a lot of experience with Argentine tango, and we're going to talk about the connections between the Alexander Technique and Argentine tango. Uh, Brett, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Robert. Uh, I wonder if you could begin by giving our uh, listeners just a, a quick definition or description of the Alexander Technique. Sure, I'd be happy to. Um, the Alexander Technique is a hands-on method of education that teaches us how to uh, undo acquired physical habits of excess tension and collapse that interfere with the inherent design of the body. Okay, and so from that uh, description, uh, I could imagine that if one wanted to learn how to do Argentine tango or get better at it, uh, the Alexander Technique might be useful for that, just as it would be for any any activity. <laughs> Absolutely. With, with... I mean, it's uh, as you know, it, it, it you know the Alexander technique can be applied to any activity um, and I think that's why I was really drawn to it in the first place. Uh, I was having some back pain you know, in my 20s, uh, mid to late 20s and uh, you know, the, the fact that, that, you could, that nothing could really be applied to the technique but everything could be, um, the Alexander technique could be applied to everything and certainly tango. Tango's, uh, Argentine tango is a very challenging, you know, difficult dance. There's a lot going on. Um, especially if you're dancing socially at, at what's called a milonga, mm -hmm. where you're dancing with other couples and um, you're dancing counterclockwise on the dance floor. Um, and it's a, it's a dance that's 100% leader or male-led. So the leader, usually, usually men, um, uh, they are not only dancing themselves, but they're dancing their partner uh, pretty much every single, almost every single move ostensibly. Uh, and and then they're also navigating and also interpreting the music. Mm -hmm. So there's a there's a lot there, um, and the movement patterns. I mean, the movement, the, the steps are, are complicated, and it's and it's actually not choreographed. It's not. Uh, it's it's more like a language. So um, there's you know thousands of of words, and and you're basically putting sentences together in in uh, depending on the music and the navigation and what you're feeling. Mm -hmm. So it's um you know and it and the the, ten, the tendency with that much stimuli um it, it, it there's a, of course it's a uh, open season for for bad habits for looking down at the floor I mean from everything from not you know worrying about kicking the woman or is your woman worrying about kicking the um, your your leader your your man um, to um, uh, you know, forcing things to uh, overtensing, collapsing on yourself. I mean, there's there's all kinds of, of uh, problems and, and pitfalls with it. Well, it's interesting because I, I did a, wrote a blog post a few weeks ago uh, on a completely different topic, but someone um, wrote in response to that, someone who apparently was uh, also an expert in Argentine tango and the Alexander Technique, and uh, she said that, I believe it was, I'm pretty sure it was a she, that um, one of the things about Argentine tango is that, as she puts it, you pick up and follow the smallest twitch from your partner. There's a, 
The contact with my partner, she writes, reveals any holding pattern I might have. Uh, that that there's that kind of direct connection that gives gives feedback and direction between the two people dancing. Would that be accurate from your point of view? Yes, um, very accurate, and yeah, very similar to to the contact um, in a in an Alexander lesson with the instructor putting hands on the student. Um, or and especially even a table turn. I think I think the table um, is, uh, gosh, as a follower um, to to receive a table turn. You were asking them basically to um, to let the uh, instructor you know, move their limbs around, and uh, and so it's very similar. It's a, a little bit like Simon says a bit, but you're you're basically you're leading uh, as an instructor with a student on the table, and then even getting a student out of chair or guiding them through an activity. And the same is true. And so much is about that quality of of presence of movement, um, and you pick that up right away. And uh, and that's where I mean, Argent, the heart of Argentine tango is really a hug. I mean, it's just two people hugging um, over three or four minutes, and then there's all the kind of movement that you can do. But the idea is to keep that that hug um, and that kind of intimacy. So that's what maybe a little bit different. I think we don't get quite that close in a, in an Alexander session. Um, but, uh, it, it's all about that connection and it's, it's physical. Of course, it comes through the physical, but it's, it's, as we know, very psychophysical. It's, uh, that, that's just the, uh, the window in. Right. And, you know, since I, I first, um, made contact with you, I, I guess it was several months ago, we talked about the possibility of this interview. I've been struck by how many references have appeared lately uh, about the connections between Alexander Technique and Argent- Argentine Tango. Could be I'm just more alert to that, but <laughs> right. but I mean there are an, there have been a number of articles about it, number of teachers who uh, are also involved with Argentine Tango. It just appeared over the last uh, several months. Uh, so do you think that that is it partly because Argentine tango itself is becoming more popular, or is that Alexander connection coming more to the fore? I, I maybe both. I think uh, I think tango. My, my understanding is tango is growing worldwide. Uh, that it is um, becoming a more popular dance, and um, you know, Argentine tango is a little bit behind um, some of the other dances, salsa and swing. I think mainly because it was almost um, exterminated in Argentina under some of the dictatorships. You know, there was a time when you, you couldn't congregate more than four or five people in one place. And so there was a, there was a, you know, there's a generation that doesn't dance tango in, in Argentina. And then it was kind of rediscovered and uh, you know, new life was breathed into it you know, after the dictatorships fell in the 80s, the early 80s. Um, and so it's kind of, I think, ascending and... Uh, and then I think, you know, it, 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 there's already a um, sort of pre-awareness in, in the dance community with Alexander technique. And I, again, I think because it's such a hard technique, or sorry, such a hard dance that I, some teachers get, you know, it's frustrating. And, and this could be a set of almost anything, uh, golf, tennis, but teachers, they, they have students come in and here they're trying to teach them uh, certain steps or styles, uh, you know, the actual dance. 
but m- many of their students, I'd say 70, 80% of the students are limited by their, their, their inherent, their, their basic movement quality. And as we know, you know, good dancing, uh, good tennis playing, those things start actually with how you're getting out of bed in the morning, how you're brushing your teeth, how you're sitting at the office, how you're waiting for a left-hand turn at a, at a stoplight. So, the, you know, with, with an instructor, maybe a, a tango teacher, they can only do so much in their classes with getting into the pure movement, posture, how people are carrying themselves. Um, and then I think there's a certain point where they, and I have some, I have, I know some instructors, they, they call me and they say, look, this, this couple, this person really could, you could benefit from the Alexander technique. Cause they, again, I, I've, I've noticed in my practice, you just start seeing the, there is a hierarchy of movement. And I almost got like first, second dimension, three. So when people start, um, a tango would be more third, three, four, the third, fourth, fourth dimension. You're dealing with complex spirals, um, you know, so it, it, complex lunges, those sorts of things. And uh, so they they need to can't take a step back and get into the one, two dimensional, you know, sitting and standing, walking, looking at those sorts of things uh, before they put, you know, try the more complicated things and, and dancing with a partner. Well, yeah, I, I wonder if there's a, a kind of an analogy with a totally different field that kind of springs to mind when I hear you talk, uh, say, uh, the, the field of yoga, where um, it developed in a in a in an environment where people had a certain level of flexibility that perhaps they and coordination that they don't have in in the west so much and when you try to teach traditional yoga postures to people who don't have that flexibility you do risk injury uh chance of injury and and just a limitation on how well uh, people can do that. Do you think there's any sort of analogy there with uh, Argentine tango? Well, I do. It's interesting you mentioned that because uh, I, what I've seen lately, you know, in my, in my practice, and and I think just starting a practice now, you know, this is 2013. Um, in the last, you know, let's say four or five years, I mean, I just think because of computers, because of uh, uh, commuting, because of iPads, because of, I mean, we are spending so much time in front of these uh, machines and we're just sitting, sitting, sitting. I don't think people were doing that so much. I mean, again, different problems 100 years ago or 75 years ago, the, the, the glory days of tango were kind of 20s, 30s, 40s, uh, you know, big band era kind of before television, those sorts of things. So, um, but I think people, I think there were, dan- people, more people danced and more people uh, were in their bodies. I mean, I think there was just more physical activity, mm-hmm. uh, even around the house, in their jobs, you know, all, it's just now, it's just everyone's working in front of a computer. So I think there's something to that. I think we're seeing uh, back problems and I see it in my practice, uh, 23-year-olds, 27-year-olds coming to me with, you know, sciatic nerve pain or they're interviewing with back surgeons. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I don't think you saw that. I don't think you saw that 50, 60 years ago. I, that, that's no. my sense. No, I mean, and, and even going back less than that, say 20, 25 years, yeah. yes. um, the, the, the very term repetitive strain injury uh, hardly existed. I mean, I'm sure it existed as a term, but people didn't really it wasn't on on people's lips so much and and then with the advent of uh video display terminals and then later personal computers yeah. um suddenly everyone's walking around with splints on their 
on their arms and you know getting surgery for this and that in their wrists i, I don't think you really had very much of that uh, in the past or no nowhere near as much and i wonder i assume argentine tango I assume it it emerged in Argentina with that, but that yes, is. and it did. in in what time period roughly would you say? It, the, the origins are a little mysterious. Uh, uh-huh. uh, I guess like any good activity, uh, human activity, but the um, it's it was around the turn of the century, you know, uh, you know, beginning of the twentieth century. So you know, late eighteen hundreds, early nineteen hundreds is is sort of the, uh, the you know when it began, and it. It really, you know, the the legend is that it started in these brothels and cafes in Buenos Aires. Uh-huh. Um, it was a you know a heavy heavy immigrant population. You know, the, the ratio was something like fifty to one or hundred to one men to women. So you you know you had all these men who came over from Italy and Spain to work, yeah. um, leaving their families behind, mm-hmm. and and that's what also you know, what you hear in the music. The music it's a little bit very much like our country music. It's 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 all about longing and loss. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's you know with an immigrant population, you have a lot of longing for family and for the countries they came from. Um, and then this became very romantically charged, so it's a longing for this a significant other, longing for a love, uh, a lover, and you had these men, uh, you know, with only with very few women, they're they're frequenting these brothels and cafes, and then it became a little bit of a game apparently that you know to 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 get the best girl, you know, there, there, it was kind of a dance, I would say contest, but it was like if the better dancer you were, then you could. Uh, get the better girl, and there, and it was actually very. It's pretty documented, and still today, uh, common for men to dance with men. So it was often uh-huh. men, men dancing with men, waiting for the the prostitutes um, in the cafes. Yeah. Uh, so, um, so that's where it sort of came through. Then it went through a golden era, you know, twenties, thirties, forties. The music and and uh, became very. Uh, popular there, and then it was exported to Europe. You know, the, when the Argentines made a lot of money off World War One, um, and so there's that saying: "As rich as an Argentine, they've gone through huge booms and busts." But when they did, they they, they the, the the wealthy class went to Europe and they took tango with them. And this is Carlos Gardel and all. So so then it went from this kind of lower class dance in the barrios. Then it it, it became it, it kind of got dressed up in Europe a bit. So there's a little. It's it's strange. Tango. Some people wear suits to dance tango. Other people wear a t-shirt and jeans. Um, it, it, it women sometimes sometimes dress like um, high-end prostitutes or high-end like escorts almost. I mean, some women dress up very. You know, super classy. Other times, it's 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 more risque or almost like burlesque. Oh, and so there's a is this a strange sort of identity, and that and it's it's similar. Reminds me a little bit of tantra, in that uh, it's in terms it's it, there, there's a you know obviously a romantic and sexual component to it, and yet there's also this very spiritual component. I think unlike any other dance, you're really in this you're 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 in a hug, a close embrace. I mean, you can dance farther apart, but most people I'd say now are dancing close. That's not you know you don't see that in swing and salsa. Salsa is very overtly sexual, but this is, it's a hug. So it really the 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 hearts you're you're connecting with your chest. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's really where the connection starts. Now it can go all kinds of places, but and that gives it there's some kind of depth there, and then you have the longing and the music. So there's this there's this kind of existential quality to it, and it's really about I think dancing in the face of loss, which is really human existence. 
So, you know, some people come to uh, – some salt, like salsa dancers will come to me longer and say, God, this is depressing. Everyone looks depressed. Yeah. Um, yeah on the other hand, uh, I think uh, the people that – so tango attracts a certain type of person. Usually someone has gone through a breakup, divorce, grieving, loss, uh, lonely. Um, and that – those – the tango tends to attract those kind of – and it's almost like a – again, if you break up, you're, you're used to being with someone, getting that kind of physical contact every day. And then you don't. You, there's a real lo- longing for that. And tango, where else can you go and hug someone for, let's say, a, they play a tonda of music. Let's say it's four songs. So you dance with someone four songs. That's about 12 minutes. Where else can you hug someone, a stranger, for four minutes that you don't know? Right, right. Well, you, you know, know, it's uh, a couple of things that you said are really uh, relating a little bit to uh, well, one to the Alexander technique. You said in the early days in Argentina there was this competitive aspect to it, and so I'm I'm guessing that people put a fair amount of energy in learning how to do it really well, or maybe the people who were naturally good uh, had good um, coordination and balance. Um, kind of won out in that competition over time and maybe influenced other people just who just watched them dance? Is that possible, that there was a kind of a... Absolutely. You know, um, you, know you hang out with people with good, uh, good posture and coordination, some of that rubs off on you. So I wonder, you know, that, that seems yes. like an interesting aspect to it. And the other thing, a little more personal, is you mentioned country music. Um, uh, of course, country, American country music uh, deals a lot with loss. Um, yes. I mean, it's really the core value there. And it's interesting to me um, that when I watch country uh, musicians play and sing, I see some of the best coordination uh, that I see anywhere among mm. performers. Um, uh, th- th- there's a, a quality of Alexander jargon, good use, that exists there that's missing in a lot of other singers and, and musicians. So, you know, who knows? Maybe being miserable brings out the best in your, <laughs> in your use. I, I, I don't know. But it, it's, it's, in, it's an intriguing thing. And it, um, well, I will say, I will say it's, it's impossible to dance Argentine tango well without good use. It's just impossible. It's, right. it's way too complex. When you're dealing with spirals and, and such, it's, it's just you can't. And so... Um, so it's a, it, weed, a weeding out process. It is. It is. And, and it's a hierarchy in terms of, uh-huh. you know, with the milongas, men ask women to dance. And oftentimes it's very much just through eye contact. It's called a cabaseo. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, you, and, and again, it, it's so interesting. I mean, the Alexander, you know, FM Alexander's words, you know, really come to mind of, of um, in, in this situation because uh, – in learning this activity. Uh, because most people, I think 70, 80 percent of the people, what they do is they end game. They want to learn more, especially the men. They want to learn more and more steps, 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 steps. Right. And the problem is they're not looking at the means whereby how right. they're doing it. And what the – you know, what, what – if you ask women, uh, it's really not the – it's not the um, – the amount of steps that you you know, it's really the quality of of the movement, the quality of connection, and right. the quality of putting those steps to music that's important to them. So uh, what happens is a lot of men they get stuck in this in this end gaining of of of, uh, 
of trying to learn the steps and they're really missing out. And so you find the women will then, you know, it's the women tend to dance with the people that have, so I mean, I know some guys who don't, don't do very much, but they, they really, the way they can, they, they stay with themselves. They're able to connect with the woman. Um, the, the women really enjoy dancing with them. And it's, it's also intergenerational. You'll have men 70, 80 years old. I mean, women too. I mean, all, one of my favorite, um, persons to dance with, uh, she's, you know, 75 years old. We've, we've danced the last 10 years. I mean, I started, uh, with, you know, when, when she was dancing and, um, you know, we just love each other. We're, we, we have a great connection and, and, but that use is so, is so, so important. Yeah. And, you know, you mentioned, uh, F. Matthias Alexander, the developer of the Alexander technique, uh, when he apparently, uh, um, whenever a circus came to town, he would go watch it because he knew that when he was watching acrobats, he was going to see good good coordination and balance, or in Alexander jargon, good, <clears throat> good use. Yes. Uh, a, a, a basically, a weeding out process, really clear in that field because uh, you, you're not going to walk a high wire uh, unless you got pretty good... Uh, a pretty good use of yourself you're just gonna you're gonna fall basically yeah. so i mean it's it's a, it's an occupation that by its very nature uh, uh weeds out poor use and it sounds to me as though argentine tango has some strong elements of that as well and it's it's through uh, exactly and it's there it's through you know it's not it's uh if you dance with someone for example if you dance with a woman and her balance is not very good then she hangs on you mm-hmm. well that's that that's uncomfortable and it and it it can not only be uncomfortable it can it can be painful it can hurt your back your body mm-hmm. and the same for a woman if a man you know doesn't have good balance he stumbles and falls and hangs on you and oftentimes there's just kind of overleading Mm-hmm. A lot of excess excess mm-hmm. force, you know, way too much. I mean, so that's uncomfortable, and it can hurt the women's back, or lead, and then even in terms of leading them into other people if they're not very good navigators, or if they're mm-hmm. not in, mm-hmm. have good control. So yeah, so then they just stop dancing. You know, then those people, then they said, no, thank you. I don't. You know, they just yeah. look in the cabaseo, and when the man looks to them to dance, then they just look away. They don't. They don't. Um, it's it's so it, and you it's one of the you we right back to what you originally said it it you know I can I can uh, ask someone I don't know I've never seen before to dance we go out you you can tell we can tell within you know five seconds you know uh-huh. of of kind of how where this person's at and where in terms of the dance and and uh, you know the connection I mean it can take a song or two you get to know someone of course right. but you can take one step and you just like you take as you probably know with your students the way they just walk in the door uh, the way you you they, they sit in a chair you you know so much you have a you pretty know. good idea what's pretty in, good what's idea. in store right. yeah oh yeah. that's that's uh, that's really interesting for someone like me who does who knows virtually nothing about dance I, I find that. I find that all very intriguing. Um, just uh, just, yeah. just in that same vein, uh-huh. it's interesting with women. You know, and it's it's difficult for women in tango because uh, because of the heels. You know, on one hand, there's much more for the man to learn at the beginning. It's harder on the man. You know, again, I was saying you have to dance yourself, you have to dance your partner, you have to navigate and interpret the music. Um, a woman, you know, she she just has to follow. 
and but she has to follow wearing heels. Um, yeah. Some women don't wear heels, but most do. And and so you know you've seen I'm sure women walking down the street who can't walk in heels or their, their use is right. very bad. Right. And it just looks it's almost they should just take them off. It's worse. You know they they look very uncoordinated and and so that's another thing you can spot across the room just how someone walks. In heels, you right. can get a sense of, of, of what her use is like just by the way she walks, what kind of dancer she's like. Well, it's a little like Fred Astaire and Ginger Rogers, sure. right? And everyone says what a great dancer Fred was, and he was. Yep. But uh, Ginger, you know, had a slightly different set of issues to deal with with those, with those high heels. So, And maybe you find this in, in, your, in your practice as well, but... You know, we, we usually like students come to the beginning, it's a lot more mental work and even physical work for me to uh, get them out of a chair. If there's a lot of tension, um, they're holding a lot. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm kind of fighting with them a bit to mm-hmm. you're, where then over time, 10, 20, 30, 40 lessons, it becomes more telepathic. You're doing less and less and less. And the same thing happens in tango. At the beginning, it's much more physical and, and you're thinking a lot about, uh, you know, again, the lead and trying to put these sentences together. Um, but over time, it becomes more telepathic. And I've heard, you know, these couples that, uh, and these professionals go around the world, they'll say, it's almost like, I don't know if I'm leading her or she's just reading my mind. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. So it becomes that fine-tuned. And that's where the real joy is is that is that when the when the use is really good and then the knowledge of the dance is really good that it becomes this conversation that that's sublime uh, that's almost ethereal because you're there's so little effort that 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 is needed to to lead and it comes from very very much like tai chi it's it's an it's an internal it becomes more and more internal you're just leading with your as as Alexander would say your central organizing principle your head neck and back your or as the tai chi people would say your your dantian your you're leading with your spine and that that's it wow well i think this might be a good place to bring our conversation to a close unless there's something else you're desperate to say because <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah so um my uh my guest today has been Brett Hershey who is an Alexander Technique teacher and um, uh, an Argent, Argentine tango. Um, are you an instructor of Argentine I tango? I teach, yeah. I teach as well. Um, in my, my mainly teach Alexander Technique, but I, absolutely. I, um, and, uh, but it, interestingly, you know, I'll have students come to me want tango lessons, and I'll, I either know how they dance already or we'll do one lesson. I'll say, you know, what, you really, what we really need to do is have a few Alexander lessons first, and then, and then we can start bringing that into uh, Oh, I Alex- can well imagine that, tank. too. Yeah. So uh, anyway, my, my guest has been Brett Hershey, an Alexander teacher and an Argentine tango teacher in Los Angeles. If uh, anything uh, about our talk has, is interesting to you, uh, um, and you live in the Los Angeles area, we'll put a link to Brett's website by the interview. And if you live anywhere else in the world, we'll put a link um, to a site that has general Alexander information as well as information on how to locate an Alexander teacher anywhere in the world. Uh, Brett, thanks so much for being on the show. Thank you so much, Robert. I appreciate it.